Welcome to Mouth Stuff with Megan. <laughs> I hate when you laugh when I'm trying to do the intro. Welcome to Mouth Stuff with Nick and Nick. I'm Nick. I am also Nick. I'm going to have to, I, I try and make sure you're ready before I start, but then you don't ever like tell me if you're ready. So then I just start and then you start laughing and that throws me off. You didn't ask if I was ready. Now you, I wasn't audibly laughing. I'll yeah, turn I, off my I, video next time. Yeah. Don't just mute yourself. Turn off your video and then I won't be able to see it. I'm just so funny. I am very... Now you're drinking water. It's throwing me off. I'm very excited for this episode because we're doing a brand new thing we haven't done before, which is a podcast. No. Um, we I'm prepared. What do you want? I just called it like Ultimate Teams. I don't know if that's like a good name for it, but we're doing... Some, I mean... EA might have an issue with it. Yeah, um, we're we're doing some we're assembling our teams, not like Avengers style, but like you'll see. Just, I mean, you'll hear. Just listen. It'll be fine. Just wait. Yeah, just wait. Calm down. Just wait. Yeah, we really didn't hype that up very much, but I am actually excited. <laughs> I'm also just really tired. We both had a long yeah. week. We're both vaccinated. We vaccinated each other. As friends do. Yes. Because you know how, like, if you fill out the right paperwork, you can get certified to vaccinate your friend. Uh, and so we did that. But we... It was really cute. Still... We crossed arms. <laughs> like with the champagne. But like, yeah. With... yeah, probably shouldn't have jabbed each other in the face with it. But Still counts. Yeah. So uh, besides getting vaccinated, uh, would you watch what pissed you off? I know me getting vaccinated, uh, I ended up watching quite a bit of stuff because I was on the couch for several days. And you know what? I'm going to go first. Yeah, that seemed like a great, <laughs> great uh, segue to, for you. Go ahead. Because I watched uh, a few things that I had not seen in quite a while. Uh, and it was just a trip down memory lane. Uh, the first of which, we've actually briefly talked about this movie uh, on a previous pod, uh, but I watched the classic feature, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs> oh, really? Yes, I did. Kind of fun, isn't it? Yeah, I, I had seen it before, and I remember. Also, for whatever reason, in my head, I watched this as like a 12-year-old, and I like loved it because it was I was a 12-year-old. Uh, it came out when I was 20. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think it was that long. Ago. I don't remember. I don't understand why I, in my head, thought I was like a 12 year old. And I was like, this is a great like 12 year old movie. Uh, and I was 20. And I was just, so I guess it's a great 20 year old movie if you're 12 at heart. Um, yeah, I mean, at this point, I feel like my 20 year old self seems to be 12. Um, just with where I am in life. So maybe just, that's what you thought. It, I remember it coming out way earlier than it did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, not surprisingly, uh, a little problematic in in the rewatch. Uh, in most, uh, how it, in its uh, historical accuracies, maybe. No, not necessarily not just in the historical accuracies. Um, kind of the how do I phrase this? They basically blamed every bad thing that white people have ever done on vampires <laughs> so it was just oh. kind of like like they mentioned how you know the colonists came to america and everything was fine but then the vampires came and the vampires killed all the native americans and then you know the vampires mm. are the ones like continuing slavery and it's just like kind of you know in hindsight kind of just seemed like they were just trying to put all the blame on the vampires uh, which is kind of yeah, like part of the movie, funny. but like take a little bit of the responsibility yourself. And then also, yeah, all of the historical inaccuracies, but I wouldn't have expected anything more from Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. True. Now, now are there vampires white? Yes. Are they? Yeah. But they're like, they're like vampire, vampire. And so it's like, oh. also, Sparkly. also quite a bit of... Uh, of good casting <laughs> that's a weird way to say that there's uh some good cast in it i had forgotten anthony mackie is in it uh as abraham lincoln's uh -huh. life lifelong black friend uh which in itself is like that's a little on the nose um and then uh also 
what's his name? I don't I don't actually know his his name. Uh, but the the young uh, Howard Stark from Captain America, the guy who plays the young version of Howard Stark, he's in it as well. Um, the uh, I think it's Ryan McPoyle who's also in uh, Westworld. You know that guy. Mm, yep. He's in it, which I think he's a very underrated actor. I think he's a good actor and he he just plays a lot of like strange roles. So people like tend to write him off, but I think he's very underrated. Yeah. Uh, there's some other it's a good way to describe him, yeah. Random people in it too that are like, uh, oh, I didn't know that person was in it. Um Alan Tudyk uh plays Stephen Douglas. No, he plays Stephen Douglas, but he's in a decent amount of the movie and he's uncredited, which just like really sums up oh. Alan, sums up Alan Tudyk's life right there. <laughs> in a decent amount of the movie, but yeah. uncredited. That's a shame. Uh, yeah, so there's an interesting cast in that. The other movie I watched, uh, I guess kind of holds up in the way that like, it's still to me the exact same movie it was when it first came out. So picture this, it's 2010. We're coming off of. I was twelve then. We're c- coming off of uh, the peak performances of both of these actors' careers. We've got 2009's Iron Man and Sherlock Holmes, and we've got 2009's The Hangover. So we've got the very famous Robert Downey Jr. and the very famous Zach Galifianakis do a buddy road trip movie called due date that's right i totally forgot about that movie yeah it was because that was like peak robert downey jr peak zach galifianakis teaming up for this basically planes trains and automobiles type movie right. um zach galifianakis zach galifianakis uh is hilarious in this movie and robert downey jr as kind of like the straight man to him like the chemistry between them is hilarious and it has been so long since i've seen it and i watched it and i was like it's still funny so i enjoyed that one as well yeah i think we saw that together didn't we um at some point in a theater maybe i don't know yeah but i, I do remember enjoying it yes <laughs> i actually don't remember if we saw it together but i remember enjoying it so that's oh. why i said yes so it must have been with me so i think that's oh also what else was uh, just um we, Regan and I finally started catching up with our Grey's Anatomy because we haven't seen any of the newest oh, yeah. season. Um, do you have a show that like you go a long time without watching, but then when you like catch up with it, it makes you want to like rewatch the entire series again? Um, yeah, yeah. I think for me, that would be like Game of Thrones when it was on and new seasons were coming out. Um, and then I realized rewatching it would just make me sad. That's kind of how I feel because, like, you know, I don't know if you've seen any Grey's Anatomy, but like, choose not to. A lot of people die on that show, (laughs) so it's like if you think back to a character, and then they're like, "God, they were on like season six, and of course Mm. we're on like season seventeen right now." Um, Jesus, it's just like crazy to think how many people have come and gone on this show, and it's just like every time I watch it, I'm like, "Oh, I remember like this character. This character was my favorite, but they died like ten years ago." It just makes me want to like go back and rewatch it. But there's like over 300 and some episodes uh, and it's like 45 minutes an episode. So it would take like, so Regan and I decided uh, next time there's a quarantine, that's what we're going to do is we're going to rewatch Grey's Anatomy. Like how you're banking on that happening. Well, I mean, states are starting to get rid of the mask mandate, which I think is just going to lead to more issues because like specifically- specifically virginia's like you don't have to wear it if you are vaccinated but like you know how many people are gonna like just take it off and be like oh well uh, i don't have to wear it now because they're not wearing it so so yeah we're already making plans for when everybody's back inside yeah that's fair i mean i'll be fine but yeah everyone else is unvaccinated all right so that concludes i'm i'm not going to go into any more detail about (laughs) anything else that i've been watching uh, a lot of stuff i'll save that for next week so you may go i may oh well, thank you yeah um so even so yeah so most of today was kind of spent in bed um kind of recuperating um 
but even before that i did watch some things uh, a lot a lot came out on friday uh, i forget all the different um different shows that came out i think there there are shows that came out new seasons, seasons i, I want to get into but, like i still have to start the first season um but uh one uh, season two came out for love death and robots and i really enjoyed the first season um of that anthology not sure if you've seen that um but it's enjoyable especially if you like animation different animation styles um and short um really short um movies uh it's it's kind of you know kind of equating it to like black mirror kind of like an anthology where it's like kind of a commentary on uh, technology and humanity but i actually think it does it more uh, does it a bit better than black mirror um just with how short and appointed the episodes are because instead of having sex with a piggy has sex with a robot oh yeah there's there's some of that there is there is some sex but not not with robots uh, or pigs <laughs> um oh god just first to start that off with your first episode that's crazy that's ballsy anyway uh yeah no i think uh, I, I just think it does a lot it, it does a bit, be- a bit better it's kind of hard to explain but i think you'll once you you know once you watch it you know, i think you understand um but it's just it's just a great series i i, I really do enjoy animation and the work that goes into it it's just the different styles and especially the first season, there's 18 episodes, uh, and like almost each one is a very different animation style. Um, it's fantastic. I don't know. Some are like ultra realistic, photorealistic, um, CGI, then others are more um, like kind of like an anime style, um, cell shaded style. It's it's great. Um, it's great if you like that. And a lot of world building has to go on visually uh, in like a 12 minute episode, and some are even less than that. Um, it's just a fantastic show. And some are like more whimsical than others some are more introspective about humanity and others are more about you know warning about uh technological advances and how you know that will look like in the future um so it's a great show although i will so i did see all of season two although it's not really saying much since they're mostly all 12 minutes and there's only eight episodes so it's 10 less than the first season which i was kind of disappointed about and you didn't get a lot of variation in the type of animation style it was mostly just like cgi um uh, I'm sure there's a more descriptive term for that, but like photo real, realism they were going for, which is still enjoyable, but I don't know, it wasn't as varied and interesting as the first season. And there are only eight episodes, so like kind of, for me, it left a lot to be desired. And they, they weren't there weren't as many impactful episodes, but I, I do highly recommend the first season. It's it's great. So I really enjoyed. It just reminded me of the first season how much I enjoyed that. Um, but there were some good ones in the second season, so I watched that. So that's fun. Cool. I highly recommend it. Um, but today, I guess I should note some of the, the crap. Well, I'll say it's crap on TV that I saw. I'm just, you know, dying in bed. Not really. It was fine, but uh, I had a headache. It was terrible. Um, but it's mostly stuff on sci-fi. So it was kind of it was interesting, though. I don't know. I seen, uh, I guess I just watched um, TV too much. And I, it's usually the same movies on, but there was 47 meters down which I've never seen, but I just had on just kind of something I don't need to think about and I just watch. Um, it was fine. I don't know. It's just a shark kind of. Okay, yeah, story. I was going to ask. That's the yeah. one with the ladies like in the cage with the shark? In the cage. Yeah, so they're like, on, I don't know. I, I missed like the first 10 or 15 minutes or whatever. So I'm, but the setup, As you I guess, do, yeah. As I, yeah, surprised I didn't just watch the last 15 minutes. Um, but yeah, no, so, but you could glean uh, you could kind of put together what was going on they're on vacation spring break maybe even i don't know um and so yeah they were going scuba diving i think one of the friends was a little bit more adventurous and was like kind of pushing this uh, her other friend to go um so of course one's a bit more apprehensive to the situation um than the other um so that dynamic kind of plays out through um plays out um through their whole ordeal uh but yeah so the whole thing is that like they're in a cage and it's kind of like a rickety ship. I don't know how that happened, but it's definitely the safety standards were subpar um, and they should not have been out in the water. Um, and so, yeah, eventually things happen. It, it, it breaks off and then floats down to 47 meters or 150 some feet um, for those who are in, like the US um, standard. But yeah, so it's kind of them trying to figure that out. And there was like a lot of, they eventually addressed it a little bit later on, but there are times where they had to like swim up to get radio contact. I'm like, okay, how are you finding your way back down um, easily? Because they're showing it as like a really dark place and it's easy to get very disoriented. 
um, in, in water. Um, not a lot of people appreciate that until they're actually in that situation. It's, you can't get your bearings at all. Um, and it's really frightening. A lot of people die from that uh, who scuba dive. Um, but, but yeah, you know, they're, they're able to just like, maybe they just oriented themselves in, in a way that they're able to swim straight down and still get back to the cage. Uh, but anyway, uh, there's a lot of just like things that didn't seem realistic, but for the most part, it seemed to stay true to um, trying to survive at that depth. Um, but yeah, a lot of like convenient shark, like sharks missing their target somehow. I don't know. First, like the sharks had it out for them. I don't know what was going on there. They're like, we need to kill these girls, you know, for plot reasons, which again, kind of unrealistic in this case. Um, but uh, I don't know. It was just like a silly Saturday the Saturday, right? I don't know. I've been out of it. Um, yeah, it's kind of a fun Saturday, Saturday watch. Um, Did they yeah, make a second one? Yeah, I think it's like 48 meters now. I think they're one-upping that one. I thought it was like 47 meters to the reckoning. <laughs> the reckoning. <laughs> On the trick boogaloo. Wait, you can't have electricity in the um, water, but yeah. Is there a second one? Or are you just best of <laughs> No, I'm pretty sure there was a yeah, second one. Maybe. Well, it actually, uh, so I don't know, that'll be interesting if it's like uh, tied to this one because they kind of left it open-ended. Um, this essentially, um, they got, uh, you know, they're running out of air, how to get spare tank. I don't want to spoil it for you. Um, so stop me if I will. Um, but eventually they're, they uh, are hallucinating because of um, basically um, nitrogen poisoning um, from switching out tanks uh, quite too quickly and um, this the possibility of that too much nitrogen in your blood um, so yeah so this girl kind of hallucinated this whole thing um, but eventually she I guess she is rescued so I guess that is, but then I think the friend did the, the adventurous friend who I thought was like the main character she died but anyway I'm going on too long about this movie um, I don't know it's fine I guess another movie was on but I'll be honest, I forgot what it was. <laughs> Just one of those days. I don't know. All right. <laughs> um, so we'll just talk about uh, Pissed Off real quickly. Uh, oh, I don't shit, I don't really have much except for, because, you know, half this week I was just like laying on the couch. Um, yeah. The I don't know if uh, you being... Uh, you know, in the middle of the country and also in a city, so you don't really do a ton of driving. Uh, I don't know if the gas situation has uh, made it to you, uh, no. but <clears throat> the gas uh, shortage, and I'm using that in quotes because it's only a shortage because people are fucking stupid. Uh, that's really what frustrated me this week. Mm -hmm. um, that's good. Because not unlike the toilet paper situation, we just happened to be low on gas and like, this would have been a time for us to go just like get gas in our car. But yeah. of course, everybody's filling up uh, their Tupperware containers or their plastic bags full of gas uh, to make sure that they have enough for this shortage. Uh, so just, it's just a prime example of how stupid and selfish people are in the world. Yeah. And, or at least here. Um, so it's just another one of those times where it's like, well, just to let you know, if we're ever in an apocalyptic situation, like it is 100% every man for himself, because look at just these situations that are not even real situations. Yeah, my, my, uh, well, self comes up like this, which I mean, happened in the past um, many times, but it just like, just kind of reminds you, kind of level sets you and be like, yeah, I really have no faith in humanity if something does happen on like this scale, this global scale. Like, yeah it's kind of scary right did see a lot of sunny memes though of like the, epi <laughs> the episode where the gangs uh solves the gas uh crisis so a lot of sun a lot of sunny memes to the point where it's like all right we get it like did you even watch the much. show or are you just like sharing the memes yeah here, here are garbage cans of gas yeah 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 don't don't do what they did don't yeah you're going to transport gasoline, which above a certain amount is legal. Um, do it safely. And can, and like cans that are meant for that. Yeah, people's cars have caught on fire. It's dangerous. But anyway, I guess it's my turn. Well, it pissed me off that I forgot that movie um, that I watched, but I remembered it. It was, I rewatched Cabin in the Woods. And um, yeah, it's a fun watch. Uh, we already talked about it, so I don't need to talk too much, but yeah, it's kind of 
fun little uh, horror movie. It's a, it's a fun take on the genre and um, the tropes. It's fun. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, but what also pissed me off, another, I guess, other things that have been going on. Uh, I don't want to get too political, but I guess that's why we, we are doing this. Uh, but just the, God, just the like rewriting of history so soon that most members of Congress and, and you know, GOP Congress people are doing when it comes to January 6th and the insurrection that took place, just kind of rewriting it um, and lessening the actual event. Uh, and I don't know, just doing a disservice to um, the, the people who were, who were uh, you know, the victims of that, uh, of that insurrection, and the people who, whose lives were, were taken. Um, I don't know, it's just, it's just, it just, it's just pissed, pissed me off so much. Just like this gaslighting about, oh, this was, a, you know, these are just the, these are basically just people who were, you know, if you look at the the video and the photographs, these are people who just like you could see just visiting the uh, the the capital. Like, what are we watching the same shit? It's just a normal day. That's everybody comes in through the window using a flagpole. Yeah. <laughs> I I just don't understand the mental gymnastics you have to go through to even say that. Like, maybe you don't personally believe it, and you're just trying to appeal it to your Trumpist base, but like your constituents but it's just like to be morally okay with that is disgusting i just it just pissed me off so much as to see the amount of people who are into that and contradicting them their own selves too i don't know like you pull up a video of them giving this press conference and then you pull up the same a different video from like fox news and they're saying they're saying what they're saying didn't happen then people aren't talking about this but they're they are talking about it it's just like crazy to me and i'm just getting sick and tired of it i think we're seeing um ah god we're just seeing the the uh the downfall i guess of the um, what we think or thought the gop was i don't know it's 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 gonna be interesting just seeing how things go um i have no faith in democracy going forward it's crazy that we're here you could definitely play a game uh, with many Republicans in Congress uh, called who do they say won the election today? Uh, because depending on who they're talking to uh, and what situation they're in, uh, they will acknowledge that Biden won or they will say it was stolen from Trump. So mm-hmm. it's nice to know that members of Congress are still uh, wishy-washy on who won the presidential election. Yeah. Yeah, and just the ousting of Cheney and uh, Lee Stefanik replacing her and like saying on camera that we like we're uh, supporting President Trump, you're for Trump. It's just, it's crazy. And I mean, arguably she's less conservative than Cheney. So this is going to be an interesting. That's um, the craziest part is like Cheney is not like, (laughs) Cheney's not like, you know, a middle of the road. Like she, she supported like almost everything that Trump did when he was in office. And now it's like, yeah, but you said that he didn't win this election that he lost. So go home. And it's just wild to see people saying that's not what that is. And people are like, oh, well, she's not reciting the, 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 the beliefs of her constituents and she should be doing that. And um, maybe, I don't know. It's, I don't know. That's a weird argument, but like, let's say what it is. It's there's a reason they're doing this, and all has to deal with Trump. It stems from him and her and her um, f- fact-based claims, and they don't like that. Um, I don't know. It's just it's, it's a sad time we're living in, and that just like really pissed me off and got me depressed this week. Um, just seeing that unfold <laughs> in front of my eyes, it's, it's crazy. Yes. Yeah. On that note, yeah. <laughs> oh God. All right. Well, before we get into our ultimate teams or whatever the hell we're calling it, uh, let's let's take a minute to hear from our sponsors for this week's episode. Yeah, who we got? This week's episode of Mouth Stuff is brought to you by Turkey versions of beef or pork products. Listen, they don't they don't taste the same. We can be upfront and honest about that. Um, but there's a lot of reasons that you could choose a turkey version of something over beak. Beak. <laughs> you should never eat beak. Uh, That's like hot a, dogs. 
It's like the episode of Sunny where Charlie's like, I'm going to order the beak. <laughs> beak! Um, you know who does have a beak are turkeys, right? Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, and they Great make... save. They make turkey products that replace... Turkeys. <laughs> that replace beef and pork. Uh, I had a turkey burger today uh, and I, I enjoyed it. I actually, I mean, I we've talked about this before and I don't eat regular burgers, but I enjoy a good turkey burger. Any turkey products you'd like to plug? We've gotten beak and we've gotten turkey burger. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I grew up on turkey. So I don't know. It's fine. If done well. You know what? Just stop right there. That's the excellent, that's an excellent place to stop that plug. So we're going to move on to our next one. <laughs> this week's episode of Mouth Stuff is also brought to you by potatoes. Potatoes. They're essentially nature's blank canvas. Name something you can do with a potato. Oh, chuck it. <laughs> Throw it at someone. No, I, I meant like a, like a way to make, like a cook, cooking potato. Yeah. Let it sit in your pantry for like two months and see it grow. Yeah. Or you could do like a normal thing with like, you could like mash them. Like you like mash them, bake them, baste them. No, that's, that doesn't seem right. (laughs) You could, you could do anything with it. Fry them up. You can do anything with it. Potatoes. All right. We are back. So we've got three, uh, I think, exciting and fun situations that we have decided that we needed to assemble uh, a crack team for so i came up with these scenarios uh, and the scenario it wasn't wasn't like a flex i was just saying (laughs) i came up with these um so there are three situations that we are discussing for each of these situations we need to assemble a team uh, of characters or real life historical figures or I guess those are really the kind of the only options or actors who play characters. Um, so we are assembling teams of five. That is uh, me plus four or you plus four. Uh, and we decided just to make things a little bit more interesting, we could only put one superhero because a lot of like, I mean, sure, it would be easier if you, it was you plus four superheroes, but that's not what we're doing. So these are loosely based off of some some classic movie scenario type situations. So we have a classic heist theme. Uh, Think Ocean's 11, Ocean's 12, Ocean's 13, uh, Ocean's 8. But for us, it would be Ocean's 5 because there would be five of us. Uh, We've got a space mission to destroy an asteroid. So think Armageddon. Or maybe Deep Impact. We haven't decided yet because apparently neither of us have seen Deep Impact. We think there's an, astro- an asteroid in there. We don't know yet. Uh, and then we've got the classic zombie apocalypse. So for each of these scenarios, we have assembled a team of us plus four. Uh, us as in like me or him. We did our own separate ones. Uh, so let's just go ahead and jump right in with our Ocean's Eleven style heist. So you are doing a very elaborate heist where you're stealing something hence it being a heist, uh, and you need to assemble a crack team to do this heist with you. Who are the four people you're bringing? I, I, first, I should say, I probably wouldn't, shouldn't be on these teams whatsoever. Oh, okay, if I, yeah. If I, had, <laughs> I don't know what my contributions would be, but if I absolutely had to, just because I was like project managing this whole endeavor and like putting together the team, um, and cataloging their hours, um, then yeah, I guess I, should, I could be on. Um, but for this one, I don't know if you want me to go through the entire thing. So I, I mainly thought about these just in terms of um, just like the, the uh, portrayals uh, um, of the, within some of these movies and like who I think would be uh, the best. Uh, so I didn't really go like any historical figure out, but um, I mean, I think stealing from, a, I guess, a bank or a casino with George Washington could be interesting, but it didn't really seem to add any value. So I guess I mainly went for my first one. So I could either go, I guess, between the two, but I guess it would have to be like Danny Ocean. I don't know. You think you need to have like uh, like a George Clooney kind of guy to kind of help be the mastermind, right? Um, I kind be... of thought that you would be the George Clooney type. 
I guess. Uh, so maybe I'll have like Brad Pitt as Rusty, because uh, then I'll be Brad. Uh, I'll be George Clooney. But yeah, I think I need someone more with experience to, to actually kind of carry it out. Um, and I figured you never know what's going to happen. Uh, you need um, a really good getaway driver. So I decided to go with Baby from Baby Driver, played by Ansel Elgort. Sorry if I, I mean, I know you're listening, but sorry if I butchered your name. Uh, uh, but one of my, one of my favorite movies. Um, so obviously you need him as a, as a getaway driver. And then uh, kind of went, I don't know if this will count as like my superhero, um, but I just said it did. Um, but I choo- chose Selena Kyle or Catwoman. Um, she seemed like she would have the set of skills necessary to actually uh, break in and, uh, and uh, help with that way. Um, so I don't know. I, I, for me, that made a ton of sense just now. She said she's a very accomplished. Yeah, that makes team. sense. Thank you. I know. And it could be anyone, I guess. I don't know who, what any version of her. I was mainly thinking about the one uh, that I played in uh, Arkham City. Uh, the the. I thought you were gonna say like what I played her in a school play. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that didn't get good reviews. We um, we had too many kids try out for Jesus Christ Superstar, so they had to just throw some extra people. They <laughs> may be Catwoman. <laughs> no, oh god. No, in a video game. Um, I like I like that interpretation. Um, but anyway, and you know I say this often where I just feel like people need more magic in their everyday life and everyday situation, and I think that also applies here for a heist. So I decided to go with Dylan Rhodes, uh, played by Mark Ruffalo, and now you see me, uh, just to have some uh, this I guess wild card, <laughs> like uh, in case we need to wild do some card. Kind of, yeah, wild card. I guess we need to do some sort of like crazy switcheroo, like magic based. I don't know some bullshit that somehow works in real life. I don't know if you ever seen those movies, but I saw it, the first one. It's like okay, yeah. There's a ton of examples where it's like this really shouldn't happen. <laughs> this is borderline sorcery, and it's not like uh, realistic magic. Um, but I think if we're able to use some of that sorcery um, for a heist, that'd be really cool. Um, you know, especially if, you know, I think that kind of works within the Ocean's Eleven kind of style where it's like, you kind of see one thing happening, but actually it's like, oh, well, this is what actually happened. And it's like adding in some magic would be really fun and interesting. So I wanted him on there. And then there's me um, working on the spreadsheets and payroll, I guess, <laughs> trying to make it work. I love that you've know. like put yourself in HR for this. Heist. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where I see, uh, uh, my role and that's probably going to be for all of these teams <laughs> they're in the middle of the heist and you're like uh i hate to break it to you guys but uh we have to make a decision now on our healthcare providers <laughs> like <laughs> we also need to spend less on uh cards <laughs> mark ruffalo you're spending too much on cards what do you even need them for you're most of the time they're making them disappear so it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah Bring them back. Why do we need name brand bicycle carts? Why can't we just do like normal? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, that that's a good team you assembled there. Thank you. Um, I like to think so. I was probably cheating with um, George Clooney and Brad Pitt there, but I, I think they're essential to this kind of thing. Yeah, or no, I needed I, maybe I like. That. I guess it's it would be interesting. I'm I'm curious to hear your curious to hear your list because I think you also need someone to bankroll this whole thing. <laughs> so I feel like I need I need to have that kind of aspect to it. Um, just to like get this thing started, you know, because it would require a lot of resources. I did not think about that. And yeah. I often forget about how expensive heists are. Yeah. Well, I guess, I don't know if he was actually, maybe he was included in one of the 11, but I forget his name. Ruben, I think it was in Ocean's 11. He was the one who basically was like behind that whole thing. But I don't know if he was part of like the 11 tradition. Um, but he was the one that kind of got it started because of his money. Last time I saw any of the like George Clooney ocean movies was freshman year of college. Wow. So You're the like most, man. <laughs> the most recent one I've seen is oceans eight. Yeah. Uh, which was like a movie pass thing, I think. Yeah. All right. So my list, I, I, I kind of did uh, a similar situation where like, I thought okay. about like the different skills you need in a heist. Yeah. And I try to pick people based on the skills. So like, oh, yeah. I also yeah. have like a driver and things like that. Um, I'm going to go with my superhero first, because I think that 
she would just be super useful in this situation because she can literally be anybody. So I picked Mystique to oh. be my superhero. Nice. So she could be like a security guard or like a person who can like get access places. Uh, so I That's thought that would be uh, useful. Uh, my second one, uh, this might be a bit of a stretch. I think it's more for my own amusement. Um, <laughs> but when you have an elaborate heist like this, you need a tech person or like a computer person. Uh, so I picked uh, Moss from the IT crowd. Because, oh. Uh, he's, he knows computer stuff, but he also seems like he would just be fun to have fun guy. Uh, on the team. That's awesome. My third one uh, is kind of the distraction person, you know, make make everybody look in this direction so i assume i assume you're mark ruffalo but uh without magic and he also uh when you think about it he has pulled some heists of his own uh and that is jake peralta of brooklyn 99 okay Uh, i think he would be very good as a distraction but if we need him to he could actually uh be involved in the heist think like the halloween episodes of brooklyn 99 Mm -hmm. where they're doing these elaborate heists so my favorite yeah and then uh, my getaway driver. Uh, I haven't actually seen Baby Driver, but I know you've recommended oh. it and I've heard good things from it. You should. Uh, but there's no better driver than Dominic Toretto. Uh, <laughs> so we're bringing the Fast and the Furious into this. He's not going to space with me. He's not in we, my next one. Yeah. He's my getaway driver. We, uh, this is ultimate teen, not ultimate family. <laughs> <laughs> we do need somebody to like whose house we go to afterwards and have a cookout and just like, like talk Corona. <laughs> we just reminisce about the heist. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a nice house. Just barbecue. Yeah. So uh, or a cookout, I guess it's a cookout. Sorry. There's my oceans five and I'm there. <laughs> um, I, I don't even need to be there for comic relief because we've got two different people there. <laughs> so I really, have, I have no purpose at all. You're the wild card. Week. I feel like somehow Moss or, Peralta would be the wild card too. There's I there's really no purpose for me. Such a wild cards. It's a four I mean, kind of wild cards. <laughs> I mean, I just have Mark Ruffalo doing tricks in the background. <laughs> I don't know what. I appreciate that you didn't do Dave Franco though. So that's yeah. His were his were the ones that were really bordering on sorcery. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, still a fun watch, I guess. All right. So yeah, I kind of figured it, I figured it would be should be someone who was like more experienced and uh, was actually like the mastermind behind like a lot of the what was going on in that in that movie. So that's why I went with um, Mark. So there's our Ocean's Five style heist. Let's go on to our Armageddon slash space mission to destroy the world slash maybe Deep Impact. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> if it had an asteroid, I don't know. So I'll go first on this one since you went first on the other one. Yeah, sure. So my thought process for this was I need a bunch of smart people with me uh, so we can figure this out and kind of like if something goes wrong, like they can, you know, kind of adapt on the fly type deal. Um, (laughs) And so for my superhero, I kind of uh, came up with this idea of let's bring a smart person who can also be a strong person. Uh, if we need strength. So I'm bringing uh, Bruce Banner slash the Hulk. Uh, so Mark, <laughs> Ruff- Mark Ruffalo is appearing again uh, on a separate list. Uh, does, does the Hulk do magic? <laughs> so, you know, he's very smart uh, and he can smash uh, if Ooh. need be. So which version? Oh, the Mark Ruffalo one. Is it? Oh, oh sure, sure, no, sure. no, no, no. Uh, I think old school. We've okay. talked about this kind of... Yeah. I mean, I guess it's useful for a more controlled Hulk. Right, that's what I was thinking. Um, but wild card. <laughs> <laughs> wild card. Uh, no, he's definitely not going to be the wild card here. My third and fourth one is kind of a stretch. Uh, my second one, I think, makes a lot of sense based on his experience and intelligence. Uh, that is Mark Watney, a.k.a. The Martian from the film The Martian. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Starring Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt Damon. Uh, if he can live on his own for however long he lived on his own. On poop. Uh, yeah, on poop and potatoes. Shout out to our sponsor. Poopy <laughs> 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 potatoes. Um, yeah, so I think that he would uh, be a lot of help there as well. These third and fourth ones, uh, 
they're very smart people. And I feel like I had to bring both of them together because they come up with their best ideas when they're arguing back and forth between the two of them. Uh, and that is Dinesh and Guilfoyle of Silicon Valley. Uh, I, like I said, I think they're the two, two of the smartest people on that show. And their back and forth is not only entertaining, but it really does come up with some of the best things. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen the episode, yeah. but I feel like their back and forth is kind of what helped with that jerking everybody off in the room uh, <laughs> thing that they went through. It did uh, the so math. I think oh, that the writers did do the math for that. I think that uh, they would be trying to like outdo each other. And I think that would come up with some really great solutions. Very creative stuff too. Yeah. Just fun stuff. That's it. That's a great that team. Okay. That was it. That was... Well, I was waiting to hear what role you would play. Uh, I driver. I don't. <laughs> I, That'd be I, fun. I guess in this scenario, I know how to fly spaceships. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, these are this. This is uh, our imagination, right? This isn't. This isn't real. We're not putting these teams together for real. We could be anything we want. Oh no! Didn't I tell you we actually have to go do this after? <laughs> <laughs> oh god! I mean, I could probably call like six people on this list. These lists. Um, uh, I'll have to get their numbers somewhere, somewhere else. Great. So for me, um, again, this may be a little cheating, but I had to go with a, a Bruce Willis kind of type from Armageddon. You know, you always need to have that one in your group that has to sacrifice himself. Um, and, you know, for, for your daughter, you know, you don't want um, her fiance, husband, boyfriend, I don't know, to die up here. So you had to sacrifice yourself. Um, which I think that's how that movie went. I don't know. You could also not bring your daughter's fiance and then you wouldn't have to worry about it. How about it. that? <laughs> Start with that. Um, Just oh, side contrived. note before you keep going. I almost put a Bruce Willis character, but not from Armageddon. I almost put John McClane from Die Hard. But I was like, I, I feel like it would kind of be like blasphemous to put a non-Armageddon Bruce Willis in space. There's not even like any air vents on an asteroid. Oh yeah, for him to crawl, crawl through, and it's not Christmas themed. How? What is he gonna do? Anyway, uh, yeah. So then my second one, I guess it could have been one of two. Um, so I'm just kind of putting them together. Um, kind of like a Will Smith and Sigourney Weaver kind of character. <laughs> in case, just in case there are any aliens. <laughs> How does that count as one character? <laughs> Well, just that type of character, um, uh, just like Will Smith, because I mean he could fly something, uh, and then he he punched an alien in Independence Day. Um, that was fun. And of course, Sigourney Reaver, just because um, she's a badass and was an alien and aliens. If you really want somebody to fight the aliens, you need Sigourney Weaver. I feel like because yeah. Will Smith, you have to remember the aliens' spaceship had already crashed, and he I, he basically punched an already like injured alien yeah. so if you're really wanting somebody to face to fight the aliens you need sigourney weaver or whatever what's her name ridley yeah um, is that not ridley? right ridley scott made the movie but yeah i think um yeah that's her name right god i know this series um, quite a bit yeah maybe never yet. um yeah i guess i don't know I, it's been a while since i've watched independence day so yeah we'll just say sigourney weaver yeah. ripley ripley yeah that's, that's awkward I, I saw you i knew you were looking it up we'll, we'll edit that um and then yeah for my third one i figured we would need someone from like mission control to help coordinate this whole thing from like nasa so i figured mark I mean, <laughs> I mean no i'd rather i mean he could do that i don't know magic is visual and him just in the and like your earpiece isn't going to be anything but i thought morgan freeman has a great voice so he could play um, this, uh, I know he played a president, I guess, in Deep Impact, maybe. I don't know if there was an asteroid in that one. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I figured he just seemed like the voice of reason, you know, and just uh, uh, trying to make sure the mission went off without a hitch and uh, like trying to save as many people as he can. It seemed like this, this uh, the, the kind of, of character for that. Um, yeah, and just having Morgan Freeman's velvety voice in your ear is always a good thing, so um thought he would be that one and then for four um i have elon musk and mainly his role is to offer up a more um complicated convoluted terrible quote-unquote solution 
uh, in order to promote himself, his brand, his companies. Um, and then uh, he'll then, you know, call the true heroes in this story pedophiles um, when his idea is openly criticized. So I needed him to kind of fill out that role and something that he's very good at. So I, I needed to have him in there to, um, to do that. That is a great list. <laughs> the Elon Musk one is kind of a joke. but I, I love that you're given four people that can come with you into space and you, you choose one of them to stay behind. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he's best. Um, you're, deliberate, you're deliberately limiting the amount of people you're bringing with you. Well, I mean, I figured SpaceX would try to, you know, be the one to launch the mission, but then the rockets would just blow up. For, for our listeners, I'm not an Elon Musk fan. Oh, I just realized, you know who would be a good person to bring? Um, John Malkovich's character from Space Force. Oh, I actually don't know that um, character. I haven't seen that show. The show was fine, but his character... I thought was the best part because he's funny and also very smart because he's like a space guy. Yeah. <laughs> I also have, it's been a while since I've seen it, too. but I don't get, to, maybe I can combine him with somebody since you yeah, I did. fucking combine Will Smith and Ripley. I said either or, you know, it's like, I don't know. I mean, we didn't have very strict rules. I guess that's my fault. I'll make sure you can't combine I, two very different people from now. I figured out I would like sit this one out too. It's really above my pay grade as the project manager, and Will Smith would just carry it in my spot. You know, you guys go up there and save the world from the asteroid. I'm gonna decide if we should go with an HMO. <laughs> Try to take out these life insurance policies in case someone dies. All right. Last but not least, we are in a zombie apocalypse, Ooh. and somehow we got to choose four people to come with us to the zombie apocalypse. Well, I just figured we would all just be in the same room when it happens. Yeah, I purposely only hang out with people who I think I could, uh, who could help me in a zombie apocalypse. That's smart. And also, like, we see each other sometimes. <laughs> I'm hoping we would be there. But then I guess if I have my group with me, it would be a group of 10. That okay yeah i mean the slowest person will get eaten and we'll get to keep going although i'm looking at my list of people and i would be the slowest person so <laughs> <laughs> all right uh let's hear your zombie apocalypse list your mind yeah so kind of went with an interesting route here um we'll see so for me i figured it's not the zombie apocalypse group without the likes of Simon Pegg, specifically Sean in Shaun of the Dead, one of my favorite movies, and the second Edgar Wright movie on this, my, my uh, list here. Um, I like him as a director as well. Um, just, no, no, com comedic relief. He can still like survive, that's clear, um, in creative ways. Um, yeah, and I just feel like as my second, you need to have Nick Frost with them too. You can't have Simon Pegg without Nick Frost in this situation, who played Ed in Shaun of the Dead. Um, so yeah, they take up my top two spots. Again, a lot of for comic relief. I mean, you need some levity in the zombie apocalypse and people who can like still handle themselves and they definitely do. Um, but then I guess to kind of round that out to uh, you know kind of make up for, for that, I chose uh, Mila uh, Jovovich, if I'm pronouncing that right, Alice, who plays mostly known for playing Alice in the Resident Evil film series, um, highly critically acclaimed. The highest uh, amount of kills of any actress or actor on screen. I read that recently. Kills? Like her she has, killing? She has dying? the highest, no, she has the highest like kill count oh. of anybody in films. Like she's like a a thousand over like Bruce, yeah probably not just Bruce Lee or series. somebody yeah. yeah yeah that very badass choice yeah very yeah yeah very badass that's why i had her on here and i'll be honest i haven't really seen all like the resident evil series not that i would really do that to myself um because they're they're objectively bad any type of video game adaptation especially around that time is terrible um hopefully that changes um but yeah no she's still kind of crushed it in that role um as this badass um alice um 
don't want to spoil it for folks. Um, but part of the reason why she's badass. Um, but yeah, and kind of sticking within that badassery, I chose Carl Urban and really any role he plays because he just tends to play these like gruff, um, badass kind of soldiers um, or other, um, uh, mostly thinking about his, um, uh, I guess, uh, not very well-known uh, role on Doom uh, with The Rock. Uh, with the, again, another video game adaptation, I guess I went with a theme here. Um, but again, a very objectively bad movie, but um, still kind of a badass uh, soldier, um, especially near the end there. Um, where he injects himself with some sort of serum or whatever. Um, and it plays out like a first person shooter. Kind of fun ser- sequence, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, so I went with him and also because he was in Dread 2. Uh, not Dread 2. I mean, I would love a Dread 2. Um, but in uh, the movie Dread. Um, dread 2, was, the I, Dreadening. Dread, <laughs> even more Dread. Uh, no, I feel like uh, that's also a very underrated movie. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but um, like the style of it, there's, there's actually some pretty i mean there's definitely brutal parts um but there's uh, a lot of the cinematography and the, and the style the, some of the stylized uh scenes are very good um it's very underrated i think um but yeah so he just kind of plays these badass and of course the boys as well i know just this like rough um disillusioned guy that i think would just be good in a zombie apocalypse is able to kill things so. now is he going to bring his guns that he picked up in texas uh in ragnarok <laughs> oh yeah those with like unlimited ammo until it's convenient yeah yeah because i mean those hold like 30 rounds max i think but they shot a lot i i enjoyed him in that film oh yeah um yeah i think he played that role really nicely i mean i didn't really see much to it but like i, I still enjoyed him in that role especially uh like showing off his his goods Good, good guy i do like him and like I, it took me a while to realize that was him mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny um so yeah i do like that so yeah so it's mostly because he plays these like badass characters and he in that movie he eventually did redeem himself um but yeah no it's i think that is essential and uh you know in the zombie apocalypse and we'll make up for any uh you know comedic shortcomings <laughs> in my first two picks uh, but they can still hold their own i think I like how you have the possibility to bring one superhero with you and you say, no thanks, uh, Simon Pegg is all I need. <laughs> hey, I said Catwoman. That's all. That's only, uh, quasi, uh, yeah, but I meant, one, I meant one superhero for each group. Yeah, I thought that was <laughs> cheating because it's like, once you get to like, yeah, let me just put Captain Marvel in there. Okay. <laughs> I don't need to do shit then. Yeah. I wanted some, zom- I wanted some zombie apocalypse project management for myself it would make your job easier if they do more yeah but i think it needed to stick within uh, i don't know more as realistic as this scenario can get i don't know i feel like it would have been too overpowered if i included someone like the hulk or like like oh wow that uh i feel like a direct attack for my (laughs) for my including the hulk No, no 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 very different scenario i feel like no, because I was thinking about including the Hawkin for the asteroid one, you know, in case you need to like pummel rocks, <laughs> space rocks, um, that kind of thing, or like move debris. I think that, that's a good pick for that one. It doesn't, it's not like as overpowered as like a zombie, like as he would be in a zombie apocalypse, right? I'm curious to hear yours. You may not like it because I put a superhero in it because I was allowed <laughs> <laughs> with your own rules. Yeah, you know. So, I feel like the obvious choice for a superhero to put in a zombie apocalypse would be Wolverine because that would mm. just, I think, be fucking awesome because he's got claws attached to him. But for me, I was thinking, let's get somebody who can kill people without them having to get close to us. Yeah. Uh, so, I picked Jean Grey to be uh, hanging around with us because she can literally just like have things Talk about f- overpowered. Yeah. We we might not need everybody else, uh, but you know if she turns Dark Phoenix on us and then Oof, yeah. ends up being the wild card, <laughs> uh, we're we're gonna need the other people that I'm bringing with us. Yeah, um, right. Because she could like manipulate basically all matter, right? It's it's unclear what Jean Grey we're getting, uh, but there's oh. definitely, I mean, in 
uh, X-Men 3, she does essentially just like Thanos people into dust. So that would be nice if she could do that True. Uh, to the zombies. But if if she can't, uh, if she can just like hurl things at them, that would be cool too. Even like um, move them elsewhere. <laughs> like I'm mildly inconvenient to you. <laughs> you're on the side of the street, now you're over there. Ah. Uh, my next person uh, is just a complete badass who can shoot them or uh, kill them with a book or a horse. Uh, I'm bringing John Wick with me to the zombie apocalypse. Nice. That's good. Good pick. And then uh, my next choice is very good with the sword. Uh, and I guess he'll have to be my comic relief because I didn't factor <laughs> comic relief into the zombie apocalypse. Although maybe that's the one thing I could do. Um, mm-hmm. But Princess Bride's Inigo Montoya, uh, oh, very good yeah. swordsman. So I'd like to see him uh, stabbing zombies in the head with his sword. I think that would be really cool. Uh, doing it left-handed if he gets bored. And then... My final choice, so I tried to go with, like, who's going to be able to kill the most zombies? And then when I got down to four, I'm like, we should have someone with medical training in case something goes wrong uh, because it's the apocalypse and you don't want to, like, die of an infection. Like, it's the 1300s. So this one uh, you probably won't be familiar with because you don't watch Grey's Anatomy. And it's not just because I've been recently rewatching Grey's Anatomy, uh, but Dr. Owen Hunt of Grey's Anatomy is a trauma surgeon, uh, but he also is a former military doctor. Uh, so he's got a lot of field experience uh, doing surgeries, you know, uh, in Iraq and Afghanistan, things like that. So he would be the perfect choice for uh, somebody if something goes terribly wrong in a zombie apocalypse and you need somebody to treat somebody uh, with very limited supplies. Uh, he's been doing that his whole life so that one's not really as uh funny or as fun i think it's just a legitimately logical choice to bring with me uh so for most of these i tried to have some fun with it but i was like he would actually genuinely be a very important person to bring with you so that one doesn't end as fun but uh it makes sense if you actually know the character and the situation so many other doctors you could have chosen you chose someone from Grey's Anatomy who, who would you pick if you're bringing a doctor? I don't know. Dr. Oz? Watson <laughs> from Sherlock? Dr. Oz? The one from MASH? No, that, that one's obviously a joke. Dr. Oz would just be like, put some spearmint on it, and then you'll be fine. <laughs> oh, what a hack. Ugh. Yeah, pretty much. Wow, we're just really throwing some shade at some people on this one. I'm sorry. None of us brought Mark Ruffalo to the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, I was thinking about him. Um, Always. Yeah, well, yeah, just in general, but also just the magic he could do in the zombie apocalypse. He could make them disappear. Is this your card? Be a distraction, I guess. He could team up with Gambit and he could, like, give the cards to Gambit and then Gambit could use them to actually, like, do something productive in a zombie apocalypse. Like, explain to me Gambit, though. I he never make, was he like makes stuff blow up when he throws it. Yeah, <laughs> anything. I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 I think I think that's right. But it could be anything though. It's not just specific to playing cards. That's just what that's just what he likes. That is that's he... his mutant ability is he can control playing cards. Yeah. No, it it gets at some point you get so many mutants that you have to like really really scrape the barrel. Um, kind of like kind of randomly with Pokemon. There's literally like a Pokemon that's literally just like cream and strawberries i don't know it's weird <laughs> uh, i went down a rabbit hole earlier today on that but literally like whipped cream and strawberries what <laughs> anyway but yeah i think uh, i think it makes sense if that's just like within like that's just something he likes he's like a gambler and then he just like likes working with cards well he's, they've got a big budget for cards so that <laughs> Uh, no, he doesn't strike me as somebody who who would use fancy cards. He's no, not for that. Use right? the store brand. Yeah, you can use the store brand. Yeah, that definitely helps. Not like Mark Ruffalo. God, name brand. Well, I actually had a lot of fun doing this. This is fun. I don't know about you. Let I think we should do this again sometime. Yeah, uh, with, uh, with some different scenarios. Uh, we could I theoretically mean, do the same scenarios. You just had to pick different people, but I think it would be more fun if we did different scenarios. I mean, what other I don't know, it might be hard. What other movies are there? I feel like these are all the movies. 
in some form or another. No, yeah, no, this is great. Uh, I mean, we might do this every week now um, going forward. It's fun. I mean, I don't know if we can come up with that many scenarios. We'll find a way. Maybe if we actually watch Deep Impact, we'd have a better <laughs> idea. <laughs> like, oh, this is not at all what it was about. <laughs> no, let's, I'm pretty sure. Let's, let's do one where it's like, you're building an arc and you can only bring one of every type of Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who would this be? That's great. Yeah, no, this is a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed hearing your, um, your list as well. I enjoyed hearing your lists and which uh, actor from the movie this scenario is based off of you would be bringing. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I'm interested to see how you can bind two very different actors and characters in another scenario. It's like their skill set, not like physically combine them, put them into one like... <laughs> uh, I, ju- I just like to acknowledge that you brought uh, five people with you in that one, so... Well, I mean, Elon was really not doing anything on Earth anyway, so, uh, so that was kind of a throwaway. And I guess you left uh, Morgan Freeman on Earth. <laughs> that too, but he's still very vital to the mission, unlike Elon, who will try to insert himself regardless. So, like, I mean, if he's on my list, it happens. If he's not on my list, it still happens. Like, he will still find a way to insert himself into the situation. You can bring four people with you. Okay. You stay here. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mouth Stuff with Nick and Nick. I have been Nick. I will always be Nick. Uh, Elon Musk, am I right? No. (laughs) Nothing's right.